Hello and welcome back to History for Kids. I'm yours told day, and today we'll be going over World War Two. World War Two is a complex war ranging from 1939 to 1945. It has massive battles, huge armies, evil men, brave men, and technology that will change the face of the earth. There's two countries that mainly started off: Italy and Germany, and those two evil leaders' power. Let me tell you how those two evil leaders got in power. A man named Benito Mussolini in 1902 moves from Italy to Switzerland. He becomes an avid socialist and wants to violently overthrow the European monarchies. But he gets in trouble with the Swiss police and he's arrested and sent back to Italy. He's set free in Italy, goes back to Switzerland, gets arrested again, goes back to Italy and completes his military service and he hates it very much because he's an avid socialist. Then he becomes a teacher for a brief period. Then becomes an avid socialist again, and when Italy goes to war, he rides and gets arrested. Whew, that's a lot to take in. Then World War One comes along, and he goes, Whoa, this is the perfect opportunity to overthrow kings and queens and start the socialist revolution everywhere. He becomes pro-war and gets kicked out of his party. It's like being a Republican just randomly changing to Democrat. He also kicks the division of fascism, and he wants Italy to be the new Roman Empire. Italy won World War One. They thought they'd get lots of land on it, but they only got a tiny bit. And they had a bad economy and weak government, so a lot of Italians are unhappy. And when Mussolini said he'd rewrite the Mediterranean people, make them happy, and become the old Roman Empire, his movement gained a lot of support. Then he became prime minister and established a dictatorship as himself, the first in Europe, for Italy. Then came Germany, Hitler. Germany lost World War One and was destroyed by it. They had to pay heavy fines, lose land, reduce their military to just 100,000 people, demilitarize the Rhineland, and have no air force. So basically, any French person could be like, I like your cute dog, give it to me, man. We beat you in more, give it now once you want to live on the streets. So you know how it felt to Germans. Germany had a bad economy, weak government. So when Hitler popped up yelling and screaming, saying, I can make us the proud Germans like before, people liked him very much, and his party gained a lot of support. Hitler had been a soldier in World War I and was crazy patriotic. He joined the Nazi party, which racism was okay and accepted. In 1923, he tried to take over Germany in a coup with his SA detachment, and he hoped the government would just let in. But no, he got arrested and was supposed to serve five years, but he only served nine months, and his popularity grew and grew. So think how much the world would be different if that police warrant just decided to keep Hitler shut in his cell for a bit longer. He believed himself to be the savior of Germany and established a dictatorship with him as his head. Dictator number two. Italy and Germany had the same ideas and enemies the Allies, so they started to become a little chummy. The Germany sent troops over to Spain to fight in the Civil War, which gained their troops lots of experience. And Japan also joined the Axis powers with Italy, Germany, and Japan. Japan had isolated itself for 200 years. Then the Americans showed up with some big guns and said, you're going to trade with us or else. Japan was cheated by the Europeans, and Japan's economy was very bad, and they had no natural resources. So they decided to go get some. They went to war with China and won, and sent spears of influence in Korea. Then the European powers said to stop so they couldn't advance any further, because they couldn't take on Europe yet. And then Europe started to set spheres of influence in a weakened China that Japan defeated, and they got angry. So they went to war with Russia and actually won, surprising everyone, and annexed Korea. Remember back in World War I when Japan joined the Allies? They did that so they could raise their economy and so they could take over Germany's islands and land in Asia. So Japan had built themselves a small empire. 
New Japan staged an event where some fake Chinese rebels blew up a Japanese train in China, so they had that reason and they invaded and took part of China's land. Japan and Italy and Germany all feel like they're racially superior and feel anger toward the Allies, who were France, U.S., Russia, and U.K. They all want to take over more land. It's always about more land. Why don't countries go to war with each other over food dishes or who walks cats with or without a leash? Hitler traded the Treaty of Versailles and wanted to undo it. He expanded Germany's economy and built up his military and militarized the Rhineland. And he also started his air force. This was complete violation against the treaty. The Allies did nothing. Now I wanted to take over the world, so he started eyeing up his neighbors. The Allies did something like this. Hitler would say, I want Austria. The Allies would be like, no, you can't. Be. But then Hitler would invade Austria, and the Allies couldn't do anything about it. Then he'd say, I want Czechoslovakia. No, you can't have it. Hitler just goes and takes over. And repeat. He took Austria and make it Germany, and then he took part of Sudanland and Czechoslovakia. The Allies called meeting and said, hey, you can have all that, but no more. So Hitler signed it. And Chamberlain, the prime minister for Germany, I meant for Britain at the time, came home and announced world peace. Woohoo! Didn't Hitler invaded the rest of Czechoslovakia. Italy also invaded Ethiopia. Italy's military was so bad, they had to look for nations that would be defending them with bows and arrows versus their small tanks. They also occupied Albania. Another event, though, was staged by the Japanese. Gunfire was exchanged by Japanese and Chinese troops, so then Japan had a reason to invade the rest of China. They swept through Beijing, Shanghai, and the capital of Nanking. There, they committed one of the most brutal atrocities of the war. One Nazi living in Nanking at the time saved over 400,000 Chinese lives. Italy and Germany made their alliance real with the Pact of Steel. Then Hitler started eyeing up Poland in the hated Polish corridor, splitting Germany in two. The Allies, U.S., France, U.K., and Russia warned Hitler that an invasion of Poland would mean war for only France and U.K. Russia and U.S. weren't that into it yet. Then Hitler made an alliance with Stalin to split Poland in two, and they became semi-French. This stunned the U.K. and France. Germany invaded Poland and Russia, too, and the U.K. and France declared war. World War II begins. Poland fought hard with troops even riding on horseback, but they lost to the two mighty empires. Then the war entered the phony war, where the countries kind of sat around doing nothing. France did invade Germany at the Saarland, but then they made only defensive positions and then retreated. And French commanders were behind on modern tech. They sent messages by motorcycles and had their troops just sit around and do a drill every once in a while. France was super proud of their victory in World War I and only had their defenses on the German border. They didn't bother to push through, through Belgium. The UK still hoped the war could be ended diplomatically. And instead of bombing raids, they dropped leaflets over Germany, which supplied the country with paper. They also only sent 200,000 troops to France, while the French had mobilized millions. And they didn't want to repeat to World War I, so they turned their eyes towards Norway and Sweden, who were exporting iron ore to Germany. They tried to make them stop, but Norway and Sweden denied. Then Russia attacked Finland in the Winter War, and they told, Hey, Norway and Sweden, could we just go across your country, help Finland, your buddy, and then take over your whole country along the way? And they said no again. No surprise there. The UK mined the waters around Sweden and Norway with mines to force them into international waters and attacked a German tanker they found in the area. Hitler realized what they were up to, so he invaded Denmark and sent troops to take Norway's airfields and Sweden's ore. The UK and France sent troops to stop them, but air superiority forced them to get blown up, surrender, or retreat. So they decided to retreat. 
Chamberlain resigned and was replaced with Winston Churchill, a gung-ho man who wanted to destroy the Germans, not talk them out of it. Germany's strategy was the same as World War I. They wanted to take out France, knocking the UK out in the process, then invade Russia and win the war. Hitler used the phony wartime to get his troops amassed. And then UK and France asked Belgium if they could let their troops, but they said no, because remember what happened last time? Check my first episode about World War I for a refresh. Then Germany invaded Belgium again, and the Allies attacked them at full sleep. It looked like a repeat of the First World War. But this time, Hitler had a trick up his sleeve. He had their strategy called Blitzkrieg, a fast attack of paratroopers to confuse the enemy, air force bombings, and fast tank movements. This attack sent millions of refugees towards the Allies, slowing their advance. The French left the Ardennes underdefended because they thought it was naturally impenetrable because of the forests and mountains. Well, the Germans were about to penetrate. The Germans amassed what they had, and they pushed through it. They surrounded and destroyed France's best armies in Belgium, and they had circled what was left of the Allies at Dunkirk. And Britain's armies barely escaped, with even civilian ships bringing their young soldiers home. The, then the French lost, with their country swept through with their best armies gone. What Germany could not accomplish in five years of World War I, they have done just like that. Hitler hoped the UK would sue for peace because France surrendered, but they didn't and wanted to fight on. He tried to force them into his mission by making them look alone. Italy finally declared war on the UK. and Instead of occupying all of France, Germany occupied the coastal areas for defense and set up a puppet state to look like France switched side and joined the Axis powers. Hitler began laying plans for an invasion of the UK, but he needed air superiority in the English Channel, a body of water between England and France. Waves of German bars attacked Britain with small numbers of brave RAF pilots working to defend them. At first, they attacked ports and RAF bases and looked like the great British invasion was coming, since there was no planes for Britain to put in the sky. But then the UK launched a small, insignificant bombing raid on Berlin, and Hitler was mad. He ordered the Luftwaffe to attack civilian targets in London. And during the course of the war, 40,000 civilians died in the German bomber attacks. But this break allowed the RAF to get back on their feet. So that was one of Hitler's big mistakes. Of his big three. Thank you and tune in for the next episode for the rest of World War II. Hello and welcome back to History for Kids. World War II. Part 2. The final wave began. The fate of the world hanged in the balance. Germany massively outnumbered the British in aircraft, and Germany was also led by an extremely successful World War I pilot, Hermann Göring. He had 2,500 fighter and bomber aircraft under his command. The wave began. And also, one of the German pilots had a 33 kill streak, and by the end of the war, it'd be in the 90s. The British defended their country desperately, with anti-aircraft guns blowing the Germans up in the sky. This attack would cost the Luftwaffe 60 aircraft and the British only 26. The Germans had to retreat and Hitler had to postpone his invasion. Well, Britain actually wasn't totally alone. They had colonies around the world that they could call troops from. And also the French colonies were also quick to take the Germans and the ones who didn't submit to Britain. Also, the U.S. was anti-war at the time, but they had been getting the U.K. and France weapons and supplies and they've risen out of the Great Depression. And also, the Axis powers signed the Triporte Pact, bringing their alliance even closer. The Soviet Union's war versus Finland should have been a quick victory, but their troops were defeated, and they had to sue for peace, gaining a small amount of land. They also annexed the Baltic states and part of northern Romania.
The Allies tried to capture the important port of Corbar, but that failed too. Italy had seen Hitler's victories and wanted to join in on the action. They took British Somaliland, but then they tried to take British Egypt, and that failed. And they tried to take Greece, and that failed bad. They were bad military defeats. And Churchill started planning a military campaign from the south through Italy. And Hitler was mad at Italy for losing again and again. Hungary joined the Axis powers and Romania to protect themselves from the Soviet Union. Then he, he needed to attack Greece to make sure they didn't push up. So he came to Yugoslavia and Bulgaria and said, Hey, you can be invaded or join us. Bulgaria joined them. Yugoslavia was invaded. And then Greece fell to the joint Italian and German invasion. During the war, German U-boats were sinking Allied ships and trying to severe British supply lines. So then they couldn't get food and they would surrender. During the war, the Allies had to come up with better bombs and tech to fight these. The Allies finally broke the German Enigma Code, and the U-boats became less and less of a threat. Back in Africa, Rommel and his tank divisions pushed the Allies out of Libya, and they could have kept going, but some brave Australians held out at a strategic port in Libya and severed the German supply lines. I'm going to tell you a crazy story real quick that happened during this time. It starts when a Royal Marine was in his cell, about to be court-martialed for punching a superior officer, then trying to stab him with a bayonet. Sorry, officer. We know we know who we're dealing with now. Also, he is charged with charging a bartender and then shooting at his feet to make him dance. Yikes. Britain was losing this battle in Africa, and a hardcore commander came to his cell and gave him two options. Right here, or join a team of special operatives to blow the Germans to smithereens. And he decided to blow the Germans to smithereens. So he formed a detachment known as the SAS. The man named Payne became known for his crazy tactics of blowing up the German supply lines, from stipping explosive Play-Doh on planes and trucks to driving jeeps one-handed shooting his assault rifle. This corpse is credited with destroying over 320 German aircraft, and this action helped severe German supplies. It was the main reason they lost in Africa. Back to the war. The British took some land in the Middle East, but they didn't seem as a threat now. Watch out! Bang! The Germans launched the groundest, largest ground invasion of all time with three million troops at Russia in a surprising invasion of Operation Barbosa, and Russia was far from ready. They had ignored the Allies' warning of a surprise attack, and they didn't prepare at all. The Germans used mind-boggling encircling movements to capture droves of Russian troops, 250,000 Minsk. 300,000 at Smolensk, 700,000 at Kiev, and 700,000 both at Vazma and Bransk. And they were inside of Moscow. And Leningrad was put under a terrible siege that lasted the whole war, where 800,000 civilians died. Hitler hated the ethnic Germans, and it was put on full display. The Eastern Front was brutal, with 20 million Russian civilian casualties and 8 to 13 million Soviet um, army casualties. The Germans just needed to capture Moscow, and it was all over. But then winter set in. And Hitler said no winter clothes for his troops because he felt he should have won by now. Winter set in, and Hitler wanted his troops to keep moving forward. But they got stuck because of the cold. And a counterattack by special tanked Siberian cold Russian troops pushed them back, and they dug in for winter. Around the world, the people suffered at the hands of their invaders. Jap Japanese troops were ferocious and killed many civilians in China. In Germany, Hitler's perfect and his Aryan race hated all others. 
Ethnic minorities were rounded up and placed in brutal concentration camps where they were starved or killed. Jews were the main target of the persecution and their rights and lives were stripped away. More than six million Jews died in the Holocaust. After the war, the remaining ones set up a country in Israel, much to the displeasure of their surrounding countries, and causes issues to this day. Japan saw Germany's victories and wanted to hop on the victory bus. The war in China came to a standstill, but they still wanted more, a larger sphere of influence and that sweet raw materials. They eyed their neighbors downward, but it was covered by ocean to get there and colonized by American and Britain. Ocean meant naval power, and the USA could crush them in a fight. So they decided to do a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. They attacked the Pearl Harbor and sunk and damaged lots of ships, but the aircraft carriers were out of time, so that was a bad loss for the Japanese. But they also missed the oil yards, submarine base, and ship repairs. So the U.S. Navy was up and running within two months. Japan started their attack. They took Burma and Thailand. They attacked Malaysia, the Philippines, the Solomon Islands, East Indies, Guam, on Alaska, Alaska, yes, that is a real place, in Hong Kong, and won them all. They are now threatening northern Australia, but their victories were based on speed, not power, and power would eventually catch up with them. The USA declared war on Japan, and so did the UK. Then Germany declared war on the US, even though they didn't have to, Hitler's second biggest mistake. Also, brave resistance movements rose up in France and attacked the Nazis with secrecy and force. Winter was over, and Hitler could continue pushing back the Russians, but this time he had a new plan. He decided to cut the Russians off in the Caucasus, a land rich with oil, and then take all the oil there. But he had to take Stalingrad first. He got cocky and left the Sixth Army to complete the encircling movement themselves. And while winter happened, the Allies and Russia were making tons of planes and tanks and sending them to the Eastern Front, and they were ready for action. They attacked the Sixth Army of Stalingrad and housed out brutal fighting in the most brutal fighting of the war, where some Russian troops were expected only to survive 24 hours on a battlefield. This harsh fighting, a new troop rose up, the Sniper, a hidden troop with a long-range gun that could kill a soldier then sink back into the background. One Russian sniper is recorded to have 240 kills. The Russians almost encircled the Germans, and the Sixth Army wanted to retreat, but Hitler ordered them to stay there, Hitler's third big mistake. The Sixth Army was surrounded and had to surrender. Then the Germans were started to be pushed back on all fronts. This was a terrible defeat for Germany and a desperate one for the Russians' leaders, Joseph Stalin. With America in the war, Allied bombing over Germany was devastating. And back in Africa, the battles were back and forth, but the decisive battle at El Amin with the British victory and the British and Americans going for Morocco heading in the Germans were squeezed out of Africa. This time, one of the biggest naval battles of the war happened, the Battle of Midway. The Americans won the Battle of Midway and sank four Japanese aircraft carriers, a battle Japan would never recover from. Also, right now, let me tell you about these two crazy pieces of text. The first one is Hitler tried to build a 200-foot tank on the ground with giant guns, but that failed. But the Japanese succeeded in bu building a giant battleship, 863 foot long, and with 22 foot long guns. But it was sunk too by torpedoes and bombs. It took 22 of them. British and Chinese troops held the line in India and Burma, and the Japanese started to suffer losses in the Solomon Islands and New Guinea. They began to realize they were not so invincible after all. 
With the actus kicked out of Africa, Churchill wanted to attack through Italy, while America wanted to attack through a landing in France. They attacked Italy and successfully pushed the Germans and Italians back. And a weird thing happened while USA was pushing through Italy. They saw there was lots of Italian immigrants in the U.S., so they saw many of their cousins, brothers, and family. And now that since the war was getting close to homeland, Benito Mussolini was unpopular in Italy, and Italy surrendered. This was no surprise to Hitler, who had sent reinforcements to Italy. The Allies advanced, but winter set in, in mud and snow, and though the Allies were stuck in a stalemate. So they decided to do it the America way. Great deception tactics made Germany think an invasion was coming at Calais, but it was really coming at Normandy. Germany had made itself a lot of enemies, so there were tons of troops waiting for this massive all-out attack that the world had never seen before. The Allies chose Normandy because it was not as well defensed, and under the good command of Dwight D. Eisenhower, the invasion was almost ready. At first, they waited for the British weather to be good, and they waited, they waited, and they waited until it finally came. The Allies first bombed the beaches, then rolled battleships up and bombarded it, and then sent paratroopers down to confuse the enemies and sent the landings in. The Americans landed at Omaha and Utah, the British at Gold and Sword, and the Canadians at Juneau. It was a terrific victory, but had a cost of life, mainly Omaha. They started to move inland. They took Cherbourg and the city of Caen, and the Allies encircled the whole 7th Nazi army in a disaster for Germany. More Allied troops landed in the south of France and pushed on. Paris was liberated, and the Germans were pushed out of France. Back in Asia, the British put the Japanese out of Burma, the Americans took back the Philippines, and started the brutal island-hopping campaign. Americans had to land at the island, take them over the move to the next island, and then move closer and closer to the Japanese ho homeland, one island at a time. In February 1945, the Americans took Iwo Jima in an intense fireballing campaign over the wooden, Japan's wooden cities began. The Allies suffered some setbacks trying to liberate the Netherlands at the Battle of Arnhem, but the Allies were making progress. Hitler was going to try a tactic that worked for him to start the war. Remember when he blew through the Ardennes and trapped the Allied forces in Belgium? He did it again with the remainder of Germany's reserve troops. They managed to create quite a bulge in the line, but a small group of American defenders held out at an important town, and the attack failed. That's why it was called the Battle of the Bulge. The last-ditch effort attempt for Germany had failed. What followed was a total collapse of German forces. Russia took Berlin, and Hitler shot himself when he realized all hope was lost. Germany fell, and with it, the dreams of a great German empire. Two axes down, one to go. The Americans began their self on Okinawa, the last island before they got to Japan. The fighting was brutal, and the civilian population of the island suffered greatly. And also, the Japan started kamikaze attacks, which was suicide like bombs strapped into the pilots, and they went full speed towards the ship. It was two months, the island was finally captured. Now the Allies had to make a choice. They could continue and push through the Jap Japan, which would have been a complete wipeout of the Japanese race, or drop the atomic bomb. American scientists had been working on a super powerful bomb. They tested it in New Mexico, and it performed to their ex expectations. The Americans decided to drop the bomb. Also, they realized the Soviet Union wasn't liberating its territory, but actually occupying them, and wanted to show Russia a show of force. On August 6th, the A-bomb fell on Hiroshima, and on 
August 9, 1945, on Nagasaki, the cities were reduced to rubble, and on September 2, 1945, Japan surrendered, and the war was finally over. The war had come at terrible cost to the world, when more than 50 to 80 million people were killed. The Allies won and liberated their countries, except the Soviet Union, and divided Germany into West and East Germany. Two main superpowers emerged from this war, the Soviet Union and the USA. The USA also introduced the Manhattan Project, which helped rebuild West Europe, and they occupied and rebuilt Japan for eight years. Japan and Italy and Germany are now all friends of the UK, France, and USA. And this war brought many new technologies and a whole new type of one, a nuclear war.